Hello, barbarians, and welcome to this, our next session of Alone and Unprepared in Waterdeep. I am your DM, Rainy. I'm Santiago. And, uh, yeah, we're still sheltering in place. Um, our cat is sick for the second time in less than a month. Which is awesome. Yeah, so I'm a little down today. But we're going to play some D&D and try to feel better and forget about stuff that's going on. Yeah. So, last time, you had brought back a couple of crates to your establishment. You had started renovations, and you had um, heard that there were some rumors being associated with your establishment and rats or were-rats mm -hmm. in the area. Yeah. Um, you had some summons you hadn't responded to at this point. Um, but otherwise, it is up to you how you want to proceed. I need to fence the bars and turn them into money. And I need to track down these vicious rumors and squash them. Okay. Uh, I don't know if necessarily... In that order? Yeah, in that order. Okay, so what do you want to do? Um, let's see here. I mean, is there a reputable uh, banking house money changer, or should I fence them and sell them on the black market? Like, you know, should I, should I go legit, or should I... Uh, keep it shady yeah so you could definitely look into like a, a money lender or money changer mm -hmm. that's this is a trade city so that's definitely plausible um you could go for black market contacts um or i think something you had also talked about was working with a blacksmith to remove the mark but yeah. the, there's a lot of bars, but yes, you can do that as well. They're all, uh, they're all marked. Right. What are they marked with again? I don't remember. Um, stamped with. Yeah, they're stamped trade bars, so they'd be stamped with the, the trade companies. Okay. Mm. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Right. Hmm. I'm just going to see if I can offload this silver uh, on the black market. Okay. And just basically sell it, you know, for a, its value in gold. Because I want to keep it off the books and, you know, no one needs to know I have all of it. Right. The people I hire just know that I can pay them. And I don't think they should necessarily worry where I'm getting the money from. Okay. So you have contacts. I will say you should still, you're still going to have to persuade, right? You're going to have to find someone, which you can do, but you're going to have to talk them into taking these off your hands and giving you a good deal. Because typically you're not going to trade them one for one on the black market. Yeah, the exchange rate on the, you know, on the street is not going to be the same as the exchange rate, you know, 
legitimately. Right. I don't think. I don't know. Not much of a criminal in real life, so yeah. I don't know anything about like fencing stolen, you know, precious metals. Yeah. So, so. persuasion with advantage, just to see how that interaction goes. Again, apologies. My squeaky chair. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. All right. Persuasion. Double seventeens. <laughs> All right, uh, that is nineteen. All right, no, 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 nineteen. Okay, so how many? How much trade bars do we say there were? I can look it up if you don't remember. I don't remember. There are fifteen ten-pound silver trade bars. Um, they are. They would normally be worth fifty gold each. So normally it'd be 750. Your contact, because you've had to avoid Zentrum contacts, who are who you have the most clout with right now. Because mm -hmm. these came from a Zentrum facility. Right, exactly. Is willing to give you 500. Oh, okay. Ugh. Unless you want to negotiate or do something else, but that's first offer. Oh. I'm going to have to, let's see here. Uh, I'm gonna pull a classic rogue move and bust out laughing. <laughs> and then when I notice he's not laughing too, say, oh shit, you're serious. <laughs> and then counter with my counter offer of 750. <laughs> Your counter offer is just the full amount again. Well, I want to see if he'll come up a little bit, so. All right, uh, go ahead and roll Persuasion. Uh, 21. All right, he sighs. He's like, you, he kind of mutters to himself, I shave off the top part of the bars. What about 650? Let's see. All right, yeah, that sounds fair. Okay. So he uh, goes into the back room. <laughs> the mythical back? Yeah. Okay. Behind the curtain. Um, and comes back with a, a small crate with, like, some, like, hay straw sticking out of it. It looks like it's holding like sausages and whatnot, you know, like very nondescript box and a sack on the side. So he's like, there's 500 and that's the crate. And then, and here's 150 and that's the sack of coin. God, I forgot 650 gold is going to be <laughs> quite... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I assume someone
someone's had to come with you anyway if you're bringing the silver to him. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, it's that not an sense. issue for you to carry it back. He's given it to you in a nondescript package, basically. Right. Plain brown wrapper. Cool. All right then. Like Dick's Sausage Emporium. <laughs> cool. Pleasure doing business with you. All right. So you may add six fifty to your gold situation. Wow. Seven hundred and sixty-four gold, three plat, five silver pieces. <laughs> My silver pieces are just like walking around money. <laughs> Wait, if you get mugged, you don't really lose a whole lot. Yeah. That's true. All right. So you have successfully traded your bars for for real money, for normal money, for water davian dragons. Nice. What would you like to do? So I started all my renovations. You bought your guild licenses like... and started your, um, like, tap-related ones. So you've made a deal with the uh, the Brewers Guild, basically. Gotcha. I need to, since I purchased all my licenses, now I can hire all the carpenters and right. locksmiths and window rights and all of those dudes, you know. And I can buy the furniture and yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah. So. so you have a couple of options. Okay. You can go through the the main like guild representative who has been coming by to work with you. Okay. Or you can visit so you are at the alley that you're on is full of other businesses, small businesses like yours. You could work with the local craftsmen that are on Troll's Call for some of these items as well. It's up to you. Okay. Now I don't want to piss off the guilds. If they're craftsmen in Waterdeep, they are guild affiliated. Okay. So I can just keep it local and hire out. At least for some of the locally. stuff. So in the alley, <laughs> there here? are a few businesses. Okay. Um, so there is the Bent Nail, which is um, like a carpentry and woodworking place. There is Steam and Steel, which is a blacksmith type place. Coralon's Crown is an apothecary. The Tiger's Eye is a private investigator's office. Competition. Yep. Uh, Bookworm's Treasure is a bookshop. Um, and yeah, those are the main. There's also like a small pub at the, the end of the alley as well. Okay. Um, called, called Brune's Brews. So there you go. Okay. So it sounds like the bent nail is really my only. Uh, well. I'm in the, the blacksmith. I feel like that's where I would go for locks and shit like that. So. Yeah. I'll have to visit those two. Sure. And secure their services. Okay. 
So at the Bent Nail, um, the owner and chief artisan um, that you introduce yourself to um, is an elf, or a half-elf, rather, um, and he prefers you call him Tally, because he has a long, elegant name. Um, Tally Fellbranch. Um, and, yeah, so he's happy to work with another business on his street, excited for, you know, the walk through traffic. If people start going to your place, they're walking by his place. So he's able to give you a little bit of a discount from the guild's normal prices. Oh, cool. And then again, you see when you walk in, there's like ornate wooden furniture, really fine looking bows and crossbows and canes and staves and shields and all sorts of stuff. So um, definitely keep that in mind if there's anything that you'd want at a later time. Got it, yeah. I'm just... I'm just hiring him out to uh, replace the like um, walls and I don't know, I guess windows if that's something he does. I don't know. Yeah, so like, just go. Just go check it out. It's like living with an ogre. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, so he's able to do like repairs to the structure, including the roof. Cool. Um, under guild auspices. Yeah. Yeah. Structural repairs, the bar, um, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to need furniture, but I'm going to tell them, like, the kind of place that this is probably going to be, I don't need fancy ornate furniture. I need serviceable but cheap furniture because it's probably going to get broken a lot which means I might need an ongoing contract. Like, oh, I need the weekly delivery of four chairs, six stools, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? two uh, windows, and Go ahead and stuff. persuade or whatever. All right. You Normal like to ass persuade. Yep. Normal ass. Cool. I'm looking at a 17. Okay. So he kind of scratches his chin and he says, no, I think... I think we can work something out when you're ready for that. So, yeah, we can do that. Well, get started, friend, as soon as you can. Because we're going to try to open really soon. It's wonderful to hear. Um, I will be in touch with you at your business as soon as uh, I have any updates. But I noticed you do have associates that are usually there. Is it okay for me to bring over supplies for working? Certainly. You can speak with Deke or Shan. Ah, I will take note of them as my contacts. Thank you so much, Laika. Cool. So we don't want to have them talking to Scratch. That would just be confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people in Waterdeep would be savvy about Kenku interactions. Hmm. They're not like completely unseen in Waterdeep, so yeah, for sure. Alright, so that's your carpenter. Cool. Tally Fell Branch. Next step. Next stop, blacksmith. Alright. So heading over to Steam and Steel, you can see that there are there's smoke and steam billowing out of the windows and vents and chimneys. Um and 
walking inside, you see two genasi. Uh, it looks like a fire genasi and a water genasi um, that are working together. Um, they have a like very well kept like scroll on the wall that shows their um, high standing with the most careful order of skilled smiths and metal forgers. Um, and you see that there's a secondary one that says they also have good standing with the splendid order of armorers, locksmiths, and finesmiths. Nice. That's what I need. So, um, yeah. And so you see them working. The Irish Nazi using his innate abilities to stoke the forge, and the water Nazi using his abilities to quench the steam. Okay. They don't have an oil genasi to quench some of the Sorry, steel. It's, they don't. So it's all gonna be like brittle. <laughs> okay, that's cool. <laughs> don't judge their marriage. <laughs> Frangible locks. I'm into it. <laughs> but just kidding. I've been watching too much Forged and Fire. Yeah, you on, have. Um, whatever streaming service it's on. Hulu, I think. I think it was on Netflix for a while too. I don't know. Yeah. I think we've been watching it on Hulu. Anyway, that's really cool. Um, it's all magical. <laughs> so is there like a counter or like a reception type of person or anything like that? When you walk in, the fire genasi kind of looks up at you and continues working and the water genasi kind of stops what he's working on and walks towards you. He says, hello, my name is Avi. Uh, welcome to Steam and Steel. How can we help you? Hello, Avi. I need some locks for my new place across the way. I, I have seen you over at uh, Trolls Coal Manor. Are you going to change the name? Of course I'm going to change the name. <laughs> Having not really thought about <laughs> it. But I feel like I did kind of think about what I was going to name it though previously. I'm just not really recalling that here. But anyway, I'm definitely gonna change the name because mm. I like some of my best friends are trolls. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is an odd title that the manor and of course the alley share, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great location. I'm glad to see someone picked it up at the auction. Indeed. So, are you gonna help me secure it, or uh, how do we get that handled? Yep. Uh, I did. Um. Is it under the manor's name or your name for your guild contracts? Um, mine? Right. Uh, and it was, I've heard it around, it's Laika, right? Like a Bouch. Ah, I see. It goes back behind, like, in the little, like, work area where there's some files and, like, he has this page that has all of the approved people that they're allowed to do business with, basically, because of guild contracts. Mm-hmm. Because they keep their standing, like, very seriously. Cool. And so it's like, oh, yes, I see you're on here. Um, looks like you've already contracted to get a couple of locks for a few of the rooms in the, the manor before. Were you looking for the same quality for the other doors? Because you went for a super high quality lock for your office. For my office and yeah. my actual right. Bedroom. Yeah. Where it's like... But you hadn't the, done anything else yet. A false whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like... 
Because if I recall correctly, I had it set up to where, like, this room is my bedroom, like, right. quote, unquote. But really, I'm up in the little attic right. area. Yeah, you had it so. set up sort of, it's like, you have where people go to seek your business, and then the place where your stuff actually is. Yeah. yeah. So, where I actually sleep and everything. Right. Where I can be secure and I can get away at a moment's notice. Yep. And all of that. Um, no, I don't think so. We're going to need to go, uh, you know, I will need one very high quality lock for a strong room. And the rest can just be, you know, discouraging. Well, luckily, the locks I'm able to make are quite fine. So, even at the lower end of what we would choose to produce and sell, they're going to be good locks, especially for this area. I'm sure you won't have any problems. Splendid. Uh, when can we get started? I'm ready to open very soon. Hmm. Um, and he checks, like, the, the guild, like, rate sheet and everything. So I could... Get working on these right away. Um, Embrick's working on some weapons, but the forge should be available soon for me to um, get a bit of steel for and iron for some locks. Um, when were you looking to have them in place? Sooner rather than later because of work being done? Yes, I'm uh, working with the bent nail on the doors and walls and so on. Uh, I assume you'll need a door in which to put the lock, so <laughs> as soon as they're done, you would want to be poised for your portion. Ah, uh, yes. Tally. He does really good work. Um, and I have no problem working with him. Uh, yeah, I can coordinate with him. Why don't you go ahead and make a charisma check? What charisma check? My charisma is 12. Total? Yeah. Okay. And he says, and I trust Tally's judgment as well. I'll uh, work with him and coordinate, and as soon as he has doors repaired or in place, um, I can get those locks in for you. Excellent. Thank you so much. Sure. Uh, do you want me to build through guild channels, or how do you want to handle that? Um, yeah, why don't we handle that through guild channels? She's like not looking at the giant box of money. She doesn't <laughs> want to uh, like reveal that. She's right. like dry washing her hands like crazy. Because uh, at first, the first thought is, let's take care of that right now. Like, we don't right. worry about it, you know. But I don't want to open this giant suitcase of money in public. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just bill. Just bill with that. All right, so um, the uh, water genasi like bows and says, "Pleasure doing business with a, another local business here. I'm sure we'll be fine friends." Yes, we gotta look out for each other. Make sure and come by and sample the wares once we're open. Yeah, and Embrick looks up and gives you a nod and goes back to work. Nice. I wonder what genasi eat anyways. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. All right. Everything's coming together. All right. So what now? Um, 
we've seen to all that. We've fenced our goods. We need to secure these goods, you know, all this gold and everything, you know, uh, in my private chambers. Right. So I'm going to have whoever's helping me basically just help me, uh, you know, up the stairs, I guess. Okay. And then I'll lug the thing the rest of the way personally. Okay. So that no one else knows where it is. Right. Not very trusting. Yeah, I think Scratch is with you and knows the drill. Oh, that's cool, yeah. yeah. I trust Scratch. Okay. If so. Scratch is hauling it, then we can just store it. You okay. Know where it is. Okay. But if it was some rando, I didn't want to. On the way in, I wonder if we see the, like, halflings or something <laughs> hanging out and, like, tumbling in the alley or whatever playing dice or whatever it is they do. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Uh, uh, ooh, dope. Um, 23. Okay. So, looking around, you spot a small shape that you're like, I'm pretty sure that's one of those halflings. Cool. Cool. Alright. Uh... Cool. I'll make note of that. Let's put this money away first, and okay. then I'll go uh, see if I can't hire them. Yeah. Let them know that they can start next week. Okay. So um, you put the, the coin away, and you go back outside. The, you like look over where you saw the halfling before, but you can't tell if they're still there or not. Mm. All right. Well, let's go check it out. Alright, I'll have you go ahead and make... Oh, what's your passive perception? Uh, 19. Oh, okay, yeah, it's like super high. You're just... You got big eyes. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so you... Go over to where you saw the halfling, and they're not there anymore. But you notice a fresh carving on the wall of the adjoining business. Ooh. And it's that little rat face sigil that's been all around your your shop. I see. Alright. Let's bust out the little notebook and uh, dab my stub of pencil on my little tongue and uh, <laughs> make a quick sketch of this uh, sigil so I can show it to people. Okay. You do so. Because that's going to be my next thing. Right is finding out what the hell is going on with this rat stuff. Right. <sighs> Track it down. Okay. All right. And I guess Scratch is still with me, mm -hmm. so I'll tell him that, uh, let's go show this to Deke. Maybe he can make heads or tails of this symbol. All right. So heading back to the tavern, Shannon and Deke are both there. Cool. At the bar, um, there is, are a few floating pint glasses um, doing their thing, and uh, Shannon and Deke are, are laughing. Cool. They're like, and Deke says, this spirit, or whatever it is, certainly seems to, to like the changes you made to the place as you come in. Well, good. I hope she feels at home. Maybe she can help us 
unravel this latest mystery. And with a uh, gather round, gather round gesture, I'll show this symbol that I have sketched out. It's probably even visible at some points, and I don't know if it's scratched anywhere in, in line of sight. But the point is, I need to find out what's going on with this symbol, Deke. That seems right in your wheelhouse. Maybe this symbol is the key to uh, unlocking this mystery. And Deke says, I, I can certainly look into this a bit more. Uh, I know Shan was checking on things for you and she says, yes, that's the uh, symbol that people have been talking about in association with you. Uh, I hadn't found any more information yet about where it came from, but, uh, Deke, if you couldn't do some scrying on it, I'm sure that would be helpful as well. Yeah, I hit the books, Deke. Asked what one of the many things you're really good at, so, uh, if you could tell us more about it, maybe we can track it down. Yep, I can work on that during my ritual time this evening. That should be no problem at all. All right. So, meeting adjourned. The spirit, I think, didn't seem to uh, react at all to it. No, you have a like a pint glass that's been like floating right by your head, like full of the new ale that you guys just got in to try. Oh man! Nice. Um, but you haven't like taken it, so it's just like, is there any? Oh yeah, the new ale. Let's see. How is it? I don't know. How is it? So you worked out a pretty decent deal. Your roles were good last time when you talked to one of the representatives of the Brewers, Vintners, Distillers, Guild. Um, so this first brew that you're getting into sample is, is quite good. Um, it has like, because it, it's getting into springtime right now. So it has a kind of like a floral hoppiness to it. Mm, delicious. Okay. Hmm, excellent. Say, did we ever talk to, uh, we need to hire a, a, a cook. We're gonna need to serve some pretty basic, uh, taproom fare. Bread, cheese, stew, that sort of stuff. Well, your, uh, guild contracts would include, um, working with the local services if you wanted to do that otherwise we could hire someone in to do stuff in-house up to you i don't think the guild frowns on that too much unless you actually put a sign out front that says you're a bakery hmm. so i mean there is a kitchen right yep there is so having a cook in-house is probably uh the way to go yep you have a big kitchen yeah Let's hire a, a cook. Okay. Someone tough, no nonsense, who just makes basic, like, good food. I don't want anything fancy. Mm. We're not a fancy place. So right. we're just going to do rustic, like, poor people, delicious poor people food. Right. <laughs> and I need someone who does that really well and doesn't put up with any like, oh, but if you like, you know, get fancy with it or whatever, <laughs> like, no, no, nah. <laughs> so Shan says, 
I do know some uh, ship's cooks who are looking to, you know, have their legs on land for a while. Uh, so if your idea of fancy is seasoning with salt water, uh, you know, I think I have some folk that would work well. If they can make a nice crusty bread and cook up a tasty bowl of brown, I think that's really all we need for now. We can make sure and bring in cheese and things of that nature, cured meats and so on. But uh, we just need a basic pub food. Yep, I, I, I can look into that for you. I should be able to have uh, some resumes for you on the morrow. Excellent. Well, thrown by the term resume, <laughs> I have to like discreetly make a note. <laughs> Excellent. We'll see to it then. A CV, a curriculum movie day or whatever. Yeah. All right. So that's all in progress. What now? Um. I mean. I was wanting to track down uh, the, uh, what's it called, the rat thing. Right. It sounds like that's in progress. Yeah. Unless, like, I mean. So, I mean, you could say you're going to sleep and the next evening you'll talk to Deke or whatever. That's up to you. Mm. I mean, if it's nighttime, I could, uh look into one of those oh, man I don't know I'm gonna have to consult my my letters that I've received recently and sure. see what if anything is on there because I also took a job I should probably do <laughs> <laughs> um so the the one that you haven't done yet but didn't throw away is for the Lord's Alliance, um, protecting a team of four dung sweepers um, for a 10-day. Okay. Otherwise, you had also received a letter from the Blackstaff, but you didn't like the tone, so you keep throwing it away no matter how it magically arrives. <laughs> okay. Right. Because I'm not summoned. You don't summon me. That's not how it works. Right. You didn't like that it said that come to the tower at once. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. Like, no. <laughs> uh, alright, cool. Well, I think everything's running along smoothly. I need to make sure, and I mean, I took this job, so I need to make sure and do it. So over the next, you know, uh, 10 day, while... Um, my doors are being made, the locks are being forged, and so on and so forth. Um, I should protect the dung sweepers because I said I would, you know, for money. Even though mm. I don't necessarily need it right now, I need to protect my reputation. Right. It would earn you renown with the Lord's Alliance. Yeah. So, you, according to your job, you meet up with the team of dung sweepers at the Mule Skull Tavern. Notice there's a theme to tavern names here. Um, it's on Ship Street in the Dock Ward um, at 6 the bell. 6 a.m. We asked about time earlier. I guess that's how you do it. 
Um, and your job is to guard them while they work because there's been, as you know, like gang violence basically in Waterdeep. And so these dung sweepers have been very concerned. And so the Lord's Alliance offered them protection. So every morning you meet up with the four dung sweepers. Um, you head to the trades ward where they spend their day cleaning the streets. It's very boring. But on the ninth day. Ooh, the ninth day. Around high sun. Okay. A carrion crawler emerges from a nearby alley. It's being chased by two city watch guards. It looks like it's crawled up from the sewers. That would make sense. I mean, it's a carrion crawler. Yeah. It's covered in ick, which is why you assume sewers as well. Yeah. Man. And the guards are screaming like, make way! Protect yourselves! <laughs> Protect yourselves! What would you like to do? Well, let's, uh, let's see. Let's see if we can help and hopefully my mask because, of course, I, uh, before embarking on this job, I made myself a nice little face mask, the inside of which I could rub with an herbal poultice or similar, um, an herbal balm, petroleum balm, herbal infused, mm -hmm. to cut the stench of working near dung sweepers, right? <laughs> right. So hopefully this mask will interfere with my archery very much because I'm going to shoot the uh, carrion crawler in the butt. <laughs> but With one of my arrows. Alright, give me a second to set up a map for you. Uh, are you bringing anyone with you on these missions where I should have their token too? Absolutely. Who are you bringing? I am going to bring... Deke and Shan, I think we're both doing stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say Scratch. Okay. If you are a patron and watching the video version of this, then you can see just how we do not pre-prepare. <laughs> uh, are you walking in front or behind the group usually? Usually behind. gonna stay in the same place having predictable habits and such is you know yeah i'm gonna move you over to this little map i made and then you can tell me if it works cool see everything okay yeah cool all right so go ahead and i know we haven't done this in a while roll initiative um are you doing regular dice fairs yes okay unless it would be easier Uh, nope, just let me know what you get. It's not bad, but it's only one person. Seven. <laughs> Alright. Not great, but, you know, whatever. It's kind of bolting down the street there, um, doing its thing. Um, kind of sniffing around as it goes. It seems to be trying to find anything of interest. Um, its eyes likely don't work in the, the high day sun that you're having right now. And that's 
its turn. Then it scratches turn. Are you giving any orders or anything? Yeah. Time to earn our pay, Scratch. Let's protect these sweepers. Which means we need to get between the threat and the sweepers. Okay. To protect them. Nothing else, just positioning right now? Uh, well, what I tell him is it's time to earn our pay and right. protect these sweepers. And I'm leaving the logistics of that up to him, which should include get between the threat and the sweepers and, you know, uh, fight this thing. <laughs> or at least make ready to ward it off. I'm going to attack it on my turn. Do you usually do ranged turn melee? Because I mean, Scratch would know, but I don't. I've historically done Okay. But I'm going to do ranged at least until as long as that's an option. Okay. For this fight. Scratch does not pull out a weapon. They like do their hop run thing up to the front of the group of dun sweepers and begin gesturing at the ground and kind of kicking and stomping and um we're gonna cast a spiel the carrion crawler has to make a save so let's see if they're doing it constitution huh it's not ideal Ooh. oh but they failed yes. okay so scratch cast thunder wave so a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from scratch and the carrion crawler is the only creature caught up in the spell. Scratch positions themselves very specifically. And the creature has failed its save, so it's gonna take some damage. Looks like oh, Ocha. So Ocha and gets pushed back towards the guards. And there's just this huge boom. So of course, if there are any other guards within like 300 feet, they're gonna come running. So, does both things. All right, that is Scratch's turn. Cool. The Scratches moved back to the guards or moved the carrying collar closer to the guards, which is nice. So let's see what they can do. There we go. Oh, that's a horrible attack, so that didn't do anything. Um, now it's your turn. Cool. And so, what size is this thing? This thing is large. Okay, cool. Creepy. Alright. So, let's see here. Let me get my little... So, range on my short bow should be just fine. Yeah. Right. So, is that a 13? Yeah, that is a 13. Alright. It's armor is 13, so you hit. Nice. You may hit that damage. Okay, but uh -huh. I also need sneak attack and fury on the small. Okay, so go ahead and I think I put a roll for sneak attack in your character sheet, or you can roll it manually. Alright, so another 5. And what's your Fury of the Small do? Like how much more? Two extra damage to a creature with a size larger than mine. 
Okay. Um, so the carrion crawler has been pushed back as like the stones of the street is basically like thrown it backwards from Scratch's spell. Um, the guard tried to stab at it with a spear and somehow failed, <laughs> even though this thing is huge. Um, and then your shot is well placed. It hits it right in one of those big watery eyes that it can't use out here in the sun. Nice. And um, there is a horrible screechy sound. Um, and it does not look in good shape. That was a significant hit that you did to it. It is still up and moving though, but it's looking a little rough. Yeah, I mean, I just did 11 damage in true rogue fashion, <laughs> which is great for level, you know, one. Are you level two right now, I think? Are you uh, level two? Uh, I think I'm level two. Yeah, level okay. two. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, no. Are you moving? Are you doing anything? You have a bonus action. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which of those are you doing? I'm going to hide. All right, uh, go ahead and roll your stizzle. Right, 18. Oh yeah, that's good. The second guard runs forward and they also have a spear because that's standard issue. Come on, guard. Oh, there you go. That's a thing. Stabs at the carrion crawler with a spear. You can see ooze starting to puddle around it. It seems to be frantically thrashing its head back and forth like it's trying to sniff out an escape route. Yeah, and I mean, if we could herd it back into the sewer, like, you know, whatever. Because <laughs> it's just a creature doing its thing. As long as it stays in the sewer, right? I mean, that's like, that'd be messed up if it was, you know, thinking they had a culture, but it's just a. Yeah. You know? So the carrion crawler runs to the building, scurries up the building, what? And then uses its face tentacles to try to beat up this guard right here. Oh, okay. Cool. So let's see. Oh, that's a crit. Guard number one. No. <laughs> why guard number one? Why? Two weeks from retirement. <laughs> um, and this guard is now poisoned, so they are paralyzed. And it is Scratch's turn. Scratch looks at you, sees you have your crossbow out, right? Crossbow? Shortbow. Shortbow. Has your shortbow out. Um, and looks back at the guard who's like paralyzed, like stiff on the ground, right? And sighs and says in Deke's voice, we all have to try to do better. <laughs> and heals the guard back up. Guard is still paralyzed, but um, at least not super dead <laughs> at this point. Um, so that's Scratch's turn. And that is that guard, so they get to make a saving throw for the Poisson. Eh, no longer Poisson. Okay, your turn. What? No longer fished. Mm -mm. 
That's cool. All right. Do I still have line of sight on this guy, or do I need to move? Yeah, you can see it. If you can see it, you can see it. Cool. All I need to see is a corner of it to shoot that corner of it. Yeah. All it's right. got, like, it's long part of its body, like, dangling over the side of the roof and stuff like that. Like, you can see this thing. Cool. Well, it's not going near the sewer, so might have to put it down. Oh, no. <laughs> That was, a, that was a bad shot. Alright, um, go ahead and roll a d6 for me. Okay. One. Mm-hmm. Alright, go ahead and roll that damage for me. Alright. Alright. Your arrow goes wide. Scratch makes a quick leap out of the way, but you still graze them for a couple of points of, of damage. Nate squawks in alarm. All right, anything else? Um, Sorry, I didn't make you sneak attack or anything. <laughs> are you gonna hide again, or are you? Yeah, okay. I'm definitely always hiding. Like, I'm popping up out of hiding. Always be hiding. To uh, take a pot shot at the thing and then hiding again. Okay, um, go ahead. I'm just gonna maybe be behind something so it's more plausible. Um, but go ahead and roll your stealth just so you have a new value. That makes sense because you didn't actually shoot at the carrion crawler, so it did not notice you. <laughs> Alright, um, we are back to this guard. Guard runs forward to defend. A 23 stealth. Nice. Yeah, that is that is really nice. Mm. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Guard reaches with the spear, but doesn't quite make it. Has the carrion crawlers up on the roof. Um, and the carrying crawler's going to attack them again. The first one hits, and the second one I like also that, hits. Uh, I like that one beaker-looking guard. He has that, like, <laughs> mouth going yeah. on. So there's five points of damage for this guard, and the one that just got unparalyzed takes six points of damage. Um, and let's have them do some saves to see if we get... Well, the, only the first one needs to... Well, the other one's already resisted the poison before. Oh yeah, but he does not, so... Paralyzed! Roop! Okay. And that brings us back to Scratch. Scratch starting to look frustrated, like, just healing me. Stop, stop it. You're just dying all kinds. Scratch? in a voice you don't hear that often. It says, be seen! And the carrion crawler is outlined in a bluish green light. Oh. The, well, wait. The fairy fire? It is. Um, so you will have, and the guard, uh, will have advantage on your attacks. Yes. For the next round or so. Alright, so guard goes first. Guard does attacky poos. Let's see. Ooh, and then the 19. So does another four damage. Alright, your turn. 23. Alright, uh, go ahead and roll your damage. And I know you have stuff to add on to it. I should just have sneak attack to add on to it because I can only do. Uh, 
Furio the small wants per short rest. Yeah, so go ahead and roll your sneak attack damage. Okay. Alright, so eight for your bow, five for your sneak attack, and this thing is like struggling to hold its weight up. Now on the roof, it's like shuddering and panicking. Um, and paralyzed guard. Are you gonna do anything, paralyzed guard? Just, just being paralyzed over here. Yep, that's what you're doing. All right. The crawler is going to take stock and it's gonna move this way and start to dig at that great Scratch's turn. So Scratch moves over and puts out his hands and you see this greenish gray gas expand from Scratch's palms. Um, and let's see. Carrying color is good at constitution, but that's okay. Ooh, fail the girl. Girl. Alright, and bad luck. And that is enough. Pow. Oh poor thing. It was it finally got the memo of like, look, just go back in the sewer. Right. But it was too late. Yeah. So that ends this combat today. Alright, um, Scratch runs over to the paralyzed guard, kind of gets random like bits of plant and poultice out of their bag and is working to stabilize. Uh, is there anything you would like to do? Come out of, uh, come out of hiding and uh, see to the, uh, see to our wards here, see if they're okay or freaked out or they're just like, another day on the job, go. Yeah. The whole fight, they had been cowering, basically. Like, like holding their little brooms and rakes and stuff up in front of them like it's going to do something. Um, but now, they've already started complaining. They're like, we're going to have to clean this now. Like, not at you, but like, guess what happens when a gooey bug explodes in the middle of the trade board? Gotta sweep it up. Like, so they're going over there to like poking it with little mops and brooms and stuff. All like, oh, like <laughs> starting to squeege it off the streets. Oh man, squeegee. Wow. Okay. Yep. So that's what they're doing. All right. Anything else? Whew. Nope. That's it. All right. Um. The rest of your 10 day, there's only one day left, is uneventful. When you check in with, well, actually you don't, you just do your guard duty for a 10 day. And then a representative of the Lord's Alliance comes to your tavern mm -hmm. and says, the Alliance is, is very pleased with what you've done. You've represented well your adherence to doing what you can to help people less fortunate than you. And although this is not necessarily a, a paid position, um, you know, more to see what you were able to do, um, I do have to say one of the 
guards left this for you. Because you had saved two guards, two of the watch members. Yeah. And um, hands a small purse over, which has 25 gold. Hooray! All right. So you may add that. You now have some renown with the Lord's Alliance as well. Cool. But arriving back at your tavern, Deke and Shan have updates for you. Yes. It seems that these halflings who visited us are not what they seem in more than one way. One, these halflings are afflicted by ratcanthropy. <laughs> <laughs> genus and species of, you know... Radis Norvegicus? Or if you have to look... Radis Radis? If you just happen to know what it is. No, like, (laughs) their scientific name, their genus name is Radis. Okay. So, ratcanthropy. Yeah, that that would make sense, actually, because lycanthropy is from the wolf one, isn't it? Like, lupus something or other, or light, right? No, it's Canis lupus for wolf. Yeah. Because it's Canis familiaris for dog. Right. So where does light lichen come from? It might be the other... Because you know how everything is like... You have the Latin one and the Greek one or whatever. It's probably the other combining form for wolf. Yeah. But I'm just going to call it ratcanthropy. Okay. I'm good with that. Because rathropy sounds weird. So it's ratcanthropy. All right. They've been afflicted by ratcanthropy. But that is not the only issue, um, because I have no issue with those that are changing types. Um, it seems that they were hired to sully the name of your establishment mm. by one Frune, as in Frune Brews down the street. Oh, the. The tavern down yeah. the street. Yeah. And uh, Shan says, it seems that he was one of the bidders on this establishment and lost out to Volo, the one who gave you the deed. I see. I say, brow darkening with rage. I've been working so hard on this place to be respectable and to start up new business only to have this guy who I was considering allying with when I saw there's another pub in town I was like oh instead of competition you know I would rather make a new friend than a new enemy it's one of my core personality traits yeah so I was gonna make nice and see like maybe we can go in on this business but this motherfucker just opened a can of corn. This will not stand. I'm super pissed off, and I hope everyone around can see that this is the case. Yeah, you are unpleased. All right. I will let you know that you are now level three. 
level three, sweet. But before we do anything with that, you are talking with your friends, you are angry, you're mad at this derpy characters trying to sully your name by hiring some halflings to carve rat faces on stuff, you know, and like and spreading rumors, and spreading rumors and like pushing rats into your tavern through holes that they're digging and stuff like that. When suddenly the windows rattle um, and there is an explosion outside. You see fire, you see charred people being thrown past your establishment. Um, people are screaming and there is this thick cloud of smoke that's now billowing from the alley in front of your business. It looks like it happened right outside your door. Okay, let's rush to investigate. And that's where we'll end our session for today. <laughs> <laughs> um, with our entrance into chapter three, where things things start to happen for you. Okay. All right. Wow, level three, nice. How how are you feeling about things? Well, they're progressing nicely because. I definitely wanted to get everything established. I didn't know how much of it we were going to roleplay, and I think the balance worked out nicely. Mm. We didn't get too bogged down in, in the various details I wanted to, to, to have right. for my tavern slash new home right. slash base of operations. So, um, yeah, I think it worked out. Okay. Um, yeah, we're... Uh... Let's see, chapter three, which is what we're going into, puts us about halfway through the adventure at this point. Okay. So, just so you have an idea. Yeah, it'll be good to um, maybe start doing the rogue thing some more. Yeah. Sneaking through the shadows, picking locks, dispatching people from yeah. said shadows, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's that definitely what this is getting into a little bit more, I think. Scaling walls with, with ropes and grappling hooks and all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, thank you, Barbarians, for listening and for being patient with us in this uncertain time. <laughs> um, we, we actually really do appreciate how many of you have kept listening. We hope you're all doing well. Um, and thank you so much to our patrons who are somehow, like, still there, even though we're, like, still trying to figure out what exactly we're doing right now. Um, but hopefully we have some new stuff up for you soon with the whole group. Um, we're just trying to wrangle them in an online sense. Um, but until then, we're going to keep doing these and some other stuff and, and just hanging in there. So until next time, barbarians, spend your rage wisely. And aim your short bows carefully. <laughs>